With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom by simply visiting www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. It's so wonderful to have had this year with you and to be looking forward to next year with you and growing our community. It's been an amazing time to live through and only made joyous and possible by the many friends that we have met and made contact with since the start of the COVID madness, but particularly now with RCR. So thank you for that. There's much to look forward to, and there's much to be concerned about. But there's no doubt in my mind that the positives far outweigh the negatives. And a lot of it has to do, funny enough, with that last election result, because I feel as though we've turned the corner and we can start having the proper debate and the discussion. The big thing I'm looking forward to next year is the COVID inquiry. I think this is a huge opportunity for us not to be proved right, but to get to the bottom of everything. In fact, in many ways, it'd be a blessing to be found out that we were wrong and that everything was hunky-dory. That is to say, I suspect the lockdowns were overblown, but that there hasn't been this death and destruction that seems so self-evident from the jab. To do that inquiry, though, requires a bit of fortitude. It requires the new government to end the existing inquiry. It's a complete waste of time to start off with narrow terms of references and commissioners, royal commissioners, appointed by the previous government and expect that to be an acceptable inquiry. You don't change the nature of that inquiry by expanding the references or appointing one or two new commissioners. Actually, you have to start again. So that is really, really important. The inquiry also has to be wide-ranging. It can't be narrow. It can't be limited. Of course, it has to be constrained by the COVID and, and the government's response. But beyond that, all matters should be up for debate and discussion. And so there needs to be a clause in the terms of reference for any other matters that come to the commission or committee or whatever the structure is, come to their attention so that they themselves can expand their terms of reference while all the while constraining it to COVID. It's been a big event, the Barry Young data. You feel as though there has been a massive chink in the wall. And I believe Barry Young. I don't believe a man would risk his career his reputation. He's clearly a capable guy. He's clearly a guy that you can have full confidence in. And he's gone out on a complete limb in his career and life. He's been a quiet man. He's now out in the open public around the world. I don't think you would 
do that if you didn't genuinely believe that the data was showing you something. He could be wrong. He could be mistaken. But we're only going to find that out by actually putting that data and that analysis in front of the inquiry. It is the elephant in the room. It can't be ignored. We can't just brush it aside and say, oh, yes, no, safe and effective. If we're going to have an inquiry into what happened with COVID, it's got to be with everything. And especially the records that the government holds on the health of New Zealanders. That has to be a part of the inquiry. Especially now when Barry Young has brought it to New Zealand and World Attention. And said there's a big fat signal in here of something wrong. How pathetic would it be to have an inquiry and the commissioners get asked, oh, what do you make of the Barry Young data? No, oh, we never looked at it. It would be a complete uh, waste of time. Here's another thing that we need to have looked at in this inquiry. The government's contracts with Pfizer they actually have to be out in the public arena and considered. There is no good reason why they should be hidden from us. If there is commercial sensitivity, such as around price, eh, those doing the inquiry can see it, but that can be blacked out for the public. But the contracts have to be out in the open. Oh, Pfizer won't like that. Pfizer's got a, an agreement with our government that the contract is to be in secret. Well, Parliament can set this inquiry up with legislation. And it can make it legal that this inquiry can receive the contract and release it. Nothing Pfizer can do. Again, I don't see how you can have an inquiry into the government's COVID response if we don't see the terms and conditions of those contracts. Because I think you and me and others have a feeling that a lot of the bad stuff that we've seen since the rollout are a consequence of that contract because I suspect it's extremely oppressive on the government. And our government was so desperate to sign up, they would sign everything. They would sign anything, I'm sorry to say. We need to see that contract. That needs to be part of the inquiry. Absolutely. And most importantly, the inquiry needs to be in public. Ideally, it should be streamed. How wonderful would that be? So we can tune in. And everyone should have an opportunity to submit, make a written submission, and attend the inquiry and be heard. To be able to say your bit. You might make a long written submission, but be restricted to five or ten minutes for an 
oral submission or verbal submission. But that would be very, very powerful that we can do that. Otherwise, it's not our inquiry. Everyone should be heard and everyone should be responded to. Why? Because we've lost trust in experts. We've lost trust in those people that did all the talking around COVID. All of those that were telling us what to do and how to do it and when to do it. We have to reach beyond them to the experts that were shut down, to the everyday people that had their lives destroyed and upended. We need to hear from them. And that can only happen if the inquiry is thrown open to the public. It's a public inquiry, out in the open, with anyone able to submit and to present. And then finally, and most importantly, the injured and the dead's families and friends and loved ones must be given a platform. They must be welcomed in to this inquiry. They must be given an opportunity to make a submission and to be heard, finally. And not to be dismissed, not to be ridiculed, not to be laughed about, but to be listened to. Because we're all New Zealand citizens. We're all human beings. We've all got an opportunity to be heard. And we need to put an end to the deplatforming, the shaming, the attacks, the name-calling. And the best way of doing that would be to open this inquiry up and not just invite, but actively seek out the hurt, the injured, the maimed, and the families of those that have died. Not to say that every everything that went wrong was a consequence of the vaccine, that every death was caused by the vaccine, or every illness or disability was caused by the vaccine. That's for the inquiry to sift through and to figure. But to do that, they're going to have to hear from the people affected. And likewise for us, we need a closure. Even those of us that never took the jab, or those of us who took the jab and didn't get hurt or injured, we need a closure. And how can you have that closure if you don't hear from those that were the most badly affected? It's not possible. Let's hope and let's pray that next year the injured and the families of the dead finally get a platform to have their say and give voice to what happened to them. Very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Here on Real Talk with Rodney Hyde, Rally Check Radio, please remember, send me a text 2057, email me at inbox at rallycheck.com.
www.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio.radio